Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozer, your host, and today I'm going to talk to you about... Oh, it's actually got me really fired up. So in the academy, the clients that are in the sort of top level of the program submit their numbers to us every single week across the kind of like main KPIs. And this morning, I spent a bit of time replying to those numbers. The thing that really struck me that that I just feel like I needed to talk about, because that's what's on my heart right now, is that there's a bunch of studios that are sort of stuck in that struggle, that kind of 130 to 200 typical member mark. And there are a bunch of studios that are kind of flying at the three, four, 900 member mark. So the studios that are kind of stuck in the struggle, I spoke about in the last episode, they're in that kind of level two. They're in this limbo land of they're still kind of stuck doing a lot of it themselves and they're starting to build a little bit of a team as well. But they're in that middle. In that middle, it's a struggle, right? And their numbers suggest this. Their numbers show me that there's a massive inconsistency in their performance. So the difference between the people that are in that sort of struggle versus those that are flying at the top is the ones that are in that struggle is that they are really inconsistent with their KPIs versus the ones at the top, it is rare that they miss their KPIs. That's the difference. So before I dive into some of that, if you've been stuck at the same active member number for longer than two weeks, but you feel like you're constantly busy, like how can you still be there? Because you're so busy and you're still, you know, up at 9.30 at night, still completing your admin, then this episode is for you. So today I'm going to teach you my four-step framework on how to get out of the admin and the other low-value tasks that you're still doing and into the money-making activities to get you out of that struggle as fast as possible. I've already done an episode on delegating, on how to get your team on board and vision and all that kind of stuff. That's not what this is. I'll put them in the show notes, but that's not what this episode is. This is about you stopping processing your payments. This is about you stopping getting stuck into your membership software and losing hours in there. This is about you stopping doing all the things that you know you don't need to be doing anymore. Someone does, but not you, so that you can actually focus on the exact things that you need to do to grow your business. Whether that's training up your team, fully implementing a sales system and a rollover system, or actually like looking hard at your numbers and knowing how to tweak the performance of your business so that you get out of this struggle that you're in as quickly as possible. But before I do this, I'm going to tell you something that I see all the frigging time, okay? All the frigging time. 
whenever we do this in the academy, whenever I talk to owners about this, whether it's like in person or online, like you can see their heads, they're nodding. They are nodding so fast that their head's about to fall off their shoulders, okay? But then what happens is they know they should be doing it. We've done a time and energy audit with them. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. Last year, we did a time and energy audit with the owners in our academy and 100% of the owners that are still in that struggle phase, they discovered that they spent up to two days a week on $10 an hour tasks that they hate doing. That's 40% of their week. If you then swap those two days for, you could probably make three sales a day, like use that time to make six sales a week, an extra six sales a week. Over the course of the entire year, that's an extra 300 members you've got in that place. And for the price of like paying for a VA to do the low admin stuff, that is pennies compared to what you've just earned by swapping out your time. But what happens is every single time we talk about this, like they nod their heads off and they see the value, they understand how easy it is, and it is the very thing that will unlock their next level of growth. But guess what? They won't fucking do it. Why is that? Why won't they do it? Well, biggest thing that we see is that it is an identity thing. Like them being so busy on stuff is such a big part of their identity because it must mean that I'm working on my business, right? If I'm so busy, busyness, business, right? They're spending their days folding merch. They're ordering stuff online. They're running 50 classes a day. You know, whenever sometimes you call these guys, they're somewhere between a hardware store, uh, the stationery shop, and like running all these other errands because they're so busy. It just feeds their own internal narrative. You don't need a cleaner. You don't need a cleaner. Do some hard work. Do some hard work. Roll up your sleeves and clean the toilets yourself, right? Whereas... In that time, you could have made one freaking sale to pay for the air tasker, you know, the person that you found on your local marketplace to come in and clean that toilet for you for a hundred bucks. You make one sale, I'll teach you how to make one sale and make $200 off one sale. Like it takes you five or 10 minutes. It's just stuff like that. And I think depending on how deep you want to go on this, I think sometimes a lot of people are actually fearful of success. It's true. Like my mentor, Dan Martell, talks about this a lot. Like some people are actually so fearful of success. What if it actually works? What if I actually do make more money? What if I actually do get out of this struggle that I'm weirdly comfortable in? Will people still love me? Will my girlfriend still love me? Will my mates still want to hang out with me if I've got a bit of extra money? Like that's definitely a real thing. That's definitely a real thing. When we speak to high performance coaches of like athletes or other business people like that, that is actually like a real thing being afraid of the success. Essentially, what brought this episode on was I sat down this morning and I provided lots of feedback on lots of sets of numbers. And I saw a general theme of those that were still struggling. Those that were flying, they know what they need to do. So if I see inconsistencies in KPIs, you're at 100% one week, you're at 30% the next week on pick a number, any number, right? That tells me a certain story. The first story is you haven't fully committed to the system. The second story it tells me is this owner has probably hit a point of constraint. And the third part that it also tells me is perhaps either they haven't delegated properly or they're not coaching up, they're not coaching effective, so it's a leadership issue or there's a people performance problem, which again is a leadership issue. So that third part, that's the part that I'm not going to talk about in this episode. We've done hundreds of those and we'll link to those in the show notes. But let me come back to the you fully haven't committed to the system, right? The studios that haven't fully committed to the system, to implement to the system, to really focus on mastering, whether it's the sales system or the 80% rollover flow system or the sub 5% churn system, they're just dabbling in it, right? 
you've installed some of the system, you got to about 60% of it, and then you've moved on. You didn't do the work to get it to 100%. Now, I actually don't think it's because that's what you're happy with. I actually don't think that's what you want to do. You are probably just doing your best with the time that you have. So I think actually for the studios that are in that sort of struggle phase, and in fact, all business owners, your currency is not actually money, it's time. So with the time that you have, you're probably doing the best you can because you're busy. I see you guys, you are flat out. You're still busy doing shit you shouldn't be doing, okay? So I think that is actually, you having fully committed to the system, which is why you're getting inconsistency, I think that is the symptom, not the problem. I think underlying, when I see inconsistencies in numbers, I see a playbook or a process that hasn't been fully installed, fully implemented, and most often they're not, for studios that are in that level two, in that struggle, that limbo stage, kind of doing it yourself and kind of doing it with the team, it's a freaking struggle. And to get out of that struggle, you need to start replacing yourself out of the tasks that don't make you money and you probably hate doing into the ones that do so you can speed up how long you stay in that struggle. Otherwise, you're going to continue to be one surprise invoice away from not being able to pay yourself or having to sell a fucking ski erk to pay for your trainers. And I don't want that for you, okay? So let's speed things up. Right now, I'm going to drop on you the very, very first thing I would do, which is, drum roll, the very first place I would start by replacing myself is the shitty admin that you don't want to do. And even if you do want to do it, it's just because it's your comfort zone. We need to get you out of there into the money-making stuff, okay? So you've got to get rid of the admin work. Now, here is the four-step framework to finally get out of the admin work. And literally, like, I want you to get to the stage that I got to where I lost my passwords for my body because I didn't ever want to be in there right? If I had to remember my passwords to get in there, then who's who else is not doing their job? Well, ultimately it's me as a leader, but my VA wasn't doing their job properly. So here we go. Like I said, the story is when we did the time and energy audit with our owners late last year, we found that 100% of the studios that are still in that struggle phase spend at least two days a week on $10 an hour tasks that they hate doing. If you swapped out those two days for six sales, which you could definitely make 6,000 two days. Over the year, that's an extra 300 members per studio. That is life-changing money for you, okay? You imagine your studio with an extra 300 members in it. That's a whole other studio in a studio. And all you've done is just get rid of the admin stuff. You're no better at leads. You're no better at sales. You're no better at anything else. You've just replaced your 20 hours of admin with 20 hours of making more money. Cool? So, Here's the four-step framework that I would do right now to finally get you out of the admin and into the money-making spot that you need to be in. The first one is you've got to write down all the shit that you're doing that is a repeatable task that can eventually be done by someone else. Just let it go, dude. Just let it go. You will not win an award by the way you reply to an email or the way you process a cancellation. That is not... That is not where your members need you. They need you at the front, at the relationship side of things, right? And making sure that that studio is still there this time next year. So money-making stuff. So if it's a repeatable process and it's not directly making you money, that process is on this list. Things like processing emails, processing cancellations, processing the suspensions, 
not trying to save it, that should be you, but things like running reports, things like updating your class schedules, you know, all that kind of stuff. When you add all this up, we see it typically add up to about 20 hours a week, okay? That's a part-time job, dude. So you, now you've just got a part-time job back, right? Or you can stop doing stuff late at night. So you can actually have a good night's sleep for once. So that's 20 hours now that you can swap out to finally mastering, getting those systems that you've kind of half built Get them to 100%. Get them to mastery. So you always hit your sales KPIs. You always hit your rollover KPIs and you always hit your churn KPIs. And if you do all those three things, you are going to net grow every single week without fail. Okay? So write down all the shit first. Write down all the shit. You can even order it by like how much you hate doing it. That's what I do. Like where I feel constraint. Like visionaries out there like me, you feel the constraint. You know, start there. Start there. And it's almost therapeutic. Then I would spend the next two weeks building your admin playbook. My absolute favorite thing is people say to me, I don't have time to delegate. Cool. Do this for me then. The next time you do that thing, that workflow, that admin workflow, that admin task, just film yourself doing it. Use Loom or another screen capture software. Just film yourself doing it and just talk when you're doing it. All right, so what I'm doing here is I'm going file, save that. Like just commentate your video for each workflow Film yourself doing it three times. So you'll have three videos. Then for each workflow, you've got three videos and I want you to put one completion checklist, basically describing what does done look like for that particular workflow. Now you've got one playbook or one SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. So now you have documented, well done, the way that you like this one thing done so that you can offload that to someone else and they can do it for you and you've effectively you can replace yourself out of that task right so step one was write down all the shit and number step two is spend the next two weeks building your admin playbook now you've got your top five things that if you could offload you could save yourself a day a week or two days a week right then i would suggest that you go and hire a va right a virtual assistant a lot of these people are offshore probably in the philippines but i wouldn't pay more than about 30 bucks an hour for this and the reason why is because i know it can be done for 10 You'll get a better return on your dollar if you can get a VA to do this for ten dollars, five to ten dollars an hour, than your sister's dog walker's uncle for thirty dollars an hour, right? And in my humble personal experience, VAs are reliable, they are appreciative. If you treat them properly, they will be with you for the entire journey, right? Like our VAs have. I've had VAs since two thousand. 15. And some of those VAs are still with me in Geronimo. And they are like my assistant now, not just like a data entry VA. Mika is my assistant. She's to the EA to the CEO. So how to do this? You post a job ad onto Upwork or a great site is onlinejobs.ph. If you're looking for someone from the Philippines, you post your job ad there. And don't make it sound boring. Like your job ad is like your ad for the gym, right? You got to sell it. You've got to sell it. And you mentioned the fact that you've got playbooks, mention the fact that you've got some bonuses up for grabs, mention the fact that you've got like a competitive salary and all that sort of stuff. And in your application, a little pro tip there is make sure you've got a little test in there, right? We always put a test in there as part of their application so that it automatically disqualifies people who can't follow instructions or don't have attention to detail. They don't have an eye for detail. So as an example of a test, we would always say like to apply, email in your quick 60 second intro video to this email address. The subject of the email should be like, I'm the superstar VA you're looking for. And definitely mention in there what your star sign is or something like that. 
You basically just want them to like actually follow the instruction. And anyone, you'd be amazed, people that just won't follow it, get the subject line wrong, or they don't even know how to attach a video, like then how the fuck are you going to do that for me? So eh. now, just like with anyone, you interview them, right? You get down to a shortlist, you vibe out which ones you like. My kind of whole thing about recruitment is you've got to find people at the right stage in life. And so you get like a vibe with that. Have your non-negotiables, whether it's hours that you want them to work, a certain level of English, and either way, start with a try before you buy, right? Start with a paid trial. Don't take the piss, start with a paid trial so that you guys, you guys don't need to like get married automatically, like start with a trial. Now, if they haven't come vetted from someone like me, like in the academy, we've got VAs that we place into different people's businesses. But if you're literally finding someone from out in the wilderness or Facebook marketplace or Upwork or whatever it is, try before you buy. What I would do is give them one of those playbooks that you built or a process that you filmed yourself doing with the what does done look like checklist, get them to watch the video and get them to compile what we call the sequence of steps, which is basically like the heartbeat of that workflow. If you're gonna sit down and do it yourself, if you're gonna give that to someone off the streets and go, here's the workflow, they should be able to follow the sequence of steps and actually complete that task. So what's happening there is, first you learn, then you teach, and that's when you really know what to do, like how to do something. That's what's happening here, right? So they need to reach a certain level of understanding for them to actually be able to teach that to someone else. So I would get them to compile a sequence of steps. So really, they really show understanding of that. Plus, I'd get them to actually complete the task. Get them to actually complete the task. That completes number three. So number one, you've written down all the shit. Number two, you've built your admin playbook. Number three, you've hired a VA and you've tested them with something. And if they've passed that, then number four is you get them to master one thing and then you layer it. That's it. So many times the mistakes I see with owners out there that just landed with a VA or someone's sister as the admin person or someone's brother as the admin, whatever it is, is that they've tried to give them a shared file of, of like vague, what the fuck is this? And they're like, oh, they're no good. So ignore that. Get them to master one thing before you give them the next thing, which is the next thing on your list, right? Then master those two things, give them the third. Master three, give them the fourth. And constantly coaching them on it, like feedback, feedback, feedback. Because the faster you get that person to replace you from the 20 hours of admin shit is the faster you get consistent KPIs and you start making more money, okay? So... This is probably going to be the best return on investment you will make, you know, short of like cracking your paid ads funnel. Because then slowly, week on week, when you start doing that, you start to exit out of the admin for good. And you've handed them off for absolute pennies compared to what you can earn in that time frame that you used to do that admin. So... I know I was a little bit heated in this podcast, but I see you guys, if you're in that struggle and they're in that level two and you're 130 to 200, or you're just in that stage where you've been stuck in that same active member number for more than a couple of weeks, like I want more from you and I can see the other side of it. You might not be able to see it, but I can see the other side of it. You know, your calendar, you know, what your calendar looks like needs to be completely different. Like the owners of 400 member studios, million dollar studios, $5 million studios, their calendars look very different to the calendars of people that are in the struggle. And it's because their calendar is more jam-packed full of leverage activity. So whether they're making more money or whether they're signing up partnerships or whether they're developing their team, who is their product. And that's the team that's making the business the money. So that is what I want from you. And that is the simple four-step framework to finally 
replace yourself out of the admin so that you can elevate up into more money-making activities so you can get out of the struggle faster. Now, I've told you people won't do this. I've told you people won't do this, even though you know that you should be doing it, even though you know that you probably have to be doing it, and even though it makes so much sense. And if you worry that's you, send me a DM, instagram.com forward slash hey.dozer, or click the link and book a call and we'll hold you accountable to implementing this in your business, right? No strings attached, no hidden agendas. I just want to help you because this is what's holding you back. If you're getting inconsistent KPIs and you can't fully commit to a system, it's probably because the underlying cause of that is you just can't be everywhere all the time and achieve mastery. You just can't. You will you will hit this stall that you're at. And I'll tell you what, level two is where businesses die. This is where like time is going to run out. Soon your landlord's going to start knocking on the door going, dude, I need to get that rent off you. Like the bills start to pile up. Like this is where studios die and I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. And certainly I don't want that for your members because we've all talked about this before, but they've finally found a place in you and it would be an absolute fucking shame if one day, next Monday, they turn up and the doors are closed. So team, with that, with lots of love, that's the four-step framework to finally replacing you out of all the admin and you moving into a faster growing studio and you'll have so much more fun in 2024. All right, love you lots. Speak to you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.